everyone. This is Heather Finks, host of Sex, Love, and Injectables, or as I like to call it, The Shit Show. And today is probably one of my favorite days. Uh, anytime I get to have this person here, I have my best friend with me. I'm going to stage mom you for a little bit, if that's okay. <laughs> I bet okay. Don't mind. Okay. Because um, she's kind of amazing. I mean, duh, I keep her around. Um, <clears throat> She's my best friend. She's my soul sister. Uh, she's a little smarter than me, but that's probably why I keep her around. And a little bit about her. She is a successful boss bitch. Uh, whenever I think about Mary, boss ass bitch is basically what comes to mind. So, ladies and gents, this is Mary Armstrong, the one hit wonder. I feel like this is like an intro for like a boxing match. This is going to be good. Uh, she grew up in a small town where there were more cows than people. Graduated college at the young age of 19. Changed stem cell laws like a boss in Texas at the age of 32. She is devoted to achieving world peace one vagina at a time. We'll talk about that later. And most importantly, she is my soul sister. Oh, just stop. Actually, keep going. Just stop. You forgot, though, that I like to shoot in high heels. Okay. Well, you know, stop <laughs> bragging. <laughs> she's she's awesome. Okay. So, Mary, um, I've known you now for several years. Tell everybody how we met. We met on a blind date. <laughs> no, but really, uh, the girl that did my hair did Heather's hair, and she told me that we were the same person and that we had to meet. And so we met, and we were. <laughs> And we were. Yeah. So basically, um, like you said, blind date, we met at social house, social house yeah. for brunch. And I was such a dork because I didn't know if like I was going on a, is this going to be my friend date or is this going to be like a business date? So I brought my business plan. Like who does this? It, but it, was, it was love at first sight. It, it a was, business plan. Yeah, it really was. And so I'm reading Mary, my business plan. And so going back to the, you know, changing the world one vagina at a time, we both have this incredible passion for women's sexual health. And when we, when I met my, or when I read my business plan, it was literally word for word what your business plan was. And then basically like we've been together ever since right like yeah we made after. up our mind in that moment like that was it and we didn't even have to talk about it it was just 15 was minutes in it, it was that was, was it love at first sight like best friends forever best friends um so anyway when we met uh, i was still married you gross that was disgusting. Um, but fast forward to now, and now we're both divorced and ready to single, which is why we're calling this series Divorced. I don't know. This one, we're going to have a series called Divorced and Ready to Single. This one's actually Dating Disasters, which I think we should do regularly because the stories that I got from you guys are pretty hilarious. So those combined with Mary and myself, um, I'm pretty sure that you guys are going to be cry laughing by the end of this. Um, but anyway, so now we're both divorced and single. And I'm pretty sure based on our conversations that neither one of us has been on a decent date since. No, real life. The best date I've ever been on was our blind date. It was the most successful date yeah. I've ever been on. Same. No, I com <laughs> I completely agree with that. So yeah. So let's dive in to what dating is like after divorce. So I mean, I think that the like, let's go deep end. Okay. Here. 
How not, far do you not, go? Not just the tip. <laughs> not just the tip. Let's how just far do you? In. How Rock like? Dog. But real life. How how far do you go on a first date? All right. So are we talking like playing the bases or like like how far with what? I, basically, I don't even know because I still feel like I'm super new to the dating scene. Um, and I'm clearly failing at it right now, which is great for you guys because I have so, a lot of stories about dating. Uh, apparently, I have a really bad picker, which is it's fine. It's fine. everything's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Whatever. So anyway, what do you mean by how far do you go? Well, I was just talking about this the other day and I was talking about how the most successful relationships or dates that turned into relationships. I've done laundry on the first date. So I started mm. thinking maybe there's something to that. So mm -hmm. it's kind of taboo to talk about doing laundry on a first date, but ironically, I the biggest, most successful relationships have started where I did laundry on the first date. All right, so I'm a dork, um, also ignorant, but okay. What do you mean by laundry? Like, are you talking about like actual laundry or like what's, what's the situation you're talking about right now? I'm confused. Seriously? Do you not listen well, to Kiss FM? I mean, 20 years. You know that story. <laughs> Laundry equals sex. Okay. It's just a way classic. I got it. Okay, my bad. Remember that whenever I started my business, I couldn't say the word vagina without, mm -hmm. like, vomiting. Right. So I'd go to the Omni Hotel, and I would have a couple of vodka drinks, get them to ask me what I did for a living to learn how to say the word vagina in public. It's kind of like that. Like, if I could have used a different word, and I do, lady I like parts, it. whatever. Laundry equals sex. I like it. Okay. So basically, I can tell everybody that I did multiple loads of laundry on a Sunday. <laughs> They're going to think that I'm just super productive, but really, I'm just in ho face. <laughs> just make sure, <laughs> make sure that you separate that laundry. Ooh, safety first. Just, okay, yeah, let's be safe. And, and don't use the word ho. It's, um, it's confident. You're not doing anything wrong. And I think that women need to own that. Sorry, I'm on a soapbox. Preach. Get it. Preach. Snap, snap. Um, <laughs> don't, don't call it a hoe face. Call it a confidence face. I feel that. Okay, so don't hate the player. Hate the game. And if it's too hot, get out the kitchen. Just send it. And just it. do some laundry. Just, just send it. <laughs> All right, so back to the question. When is it appropriate to start doing laundry together? I, I personally feel like it's based on your chemistry. I don't really think that there's a rule anymore. You know, this is 2020. But again, I'm ignorant and new to this. So I have, I don't know. I don't know. Well, I totally agree. I think it, it has to be chemistry, right? So I think that if you don't have that chemistry, then there could be a, a lot. There could be slow moving situations. Mm -hmm. But I feel like women need to stop worrying about the rules. It's so 1990s to shame women I agree or shame yourself but don't do anything that you're not comfortable with doing if you're going to regret it the next day then you shouldn't do it but I think that if you're on a first date and you're feeling it the chemistry's there and you're going to be happy with yourself the next day there are no rules just own it and go for it I mean I feel like the only times that I've ever regretted doing laundry too soon was the next morning when I had to you know do the walk of shame and usually, you know, I don't, I'm not like an early bird. So I usually wake up like, you know, right around the time that everybody's outside doing lawns you know, on the sidewalk. And so I'm walking out with mascara down my face, glitter 
in all the places. I'm holding like the six inch heels and, you know, Pastor Joe is looking at me. I'm just like, stop, like, don't judge me. First of all, I just, I just did laundry. Okay. And I separated those colors and they were separated. It was safe. So yeah, whatever. So, you know, anyway, so personally, I feel like I've been doing this dating scene for a lot longer than I have because it gets so exhausting. So tell me about the times that you, I don't know. I can't be like, tell me about the times that you did laundry, but do you find that you're more successful in the dating situations where laundry has occurred or relationships where you wait until the right moment? I, but what is the right moment? This is true. Get it? Like, I I think that whenever you feel comfortable and you're confident in yourself, you should do it. I don't think that there should be, because I mean, how many days, what is appropriate? Like what, what is an appropriate number that would make it where it wasn't socially awkward or socially unacceptable? I'll just put this out there. I mean, there's been times when it was on day one. Yeah. There's been times when it's on day six and there's on the day six. Sometimes you're like, why did I do that? Yeah. Ugh, you know what I mean? But did you know, though, before you were like in the moment, did you mm. were you just doing it to get over it, get through it? And Maybe. just because you were ready Maybe to because get- it was the pressure of like, OK, we've been going out for a really long time now. It's time I, to, like uh, we need to talk about doing laundry together. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So basically what we're it's saying is. Do the laundry when you feel like it's the right time to do the laundry. And if the, if the dirty clothes are really starting to you know, pack like pile on and you're like, I really need to, it's been a really long time since I've done laundry. I really got to do it. There might not even be chemistry needed at that point. So ladies just do the laundry whenever you feel like it's the right time. So just don't fake orgasms. If women would stop faking orgasms, we could achieve world peace. Legitimately. Like that we it, early in the relationship, if women would stop faking orgasms, then we would achieve world peace. Girl. Think about it. Like, think about it. Politics aside, mm-hmm. do you think Melania is doing laundry with Donald? Negative. Oh, no. Those tweets? Ugh. No, it's I not really, happening. It's probably because she was faking orgasms in the beginning. I really wish we had somebody available that could do a good impersonation of Donald. No. Okay. We don't have that available. Anyway, because <laughs> that's be good. Uh, okay. So I, I feel like this is a good thing to stop on for a second because I feel like there's so many guys out there walking around like penis gods <laughs> thinking that they're capable of giving women multiple orgasms all because of the fakers out there, myself included. I'm not going to lie. I am guilty as charged because sometimes I'm just like, okay, I'm, let's just get this over with. And I'm right. You are the problem. I know it's exactly that. I'm going to go on a soapbox for just a second. Let's do it. I'm ready for it. Okay. Real life. Hear me out. Women at the beginning of a relationship, sex is a commodity these days, right? It's everywhere. Right. Women think that they have to become a porn star in order to satisfy their man. So they fake these orgasms. They do all this fakery and trickery and they're not themselves. And it's not even trickery. It's just what they think that the guy, we are, we are programmed to do what we think that the guy is going to like versus what we actually enjoy. And men are pleasers. In reality, they're trainable puppies, girls. They're trainable. 
And if you actually told a guy what you wanted and what felt good, and they would they would go above and they they go above and beyond to satisfy you. I get from that. All the men that I've talked to, I- their sexual satisfaction stems from how much they're satisfying their partner. That's right. So bottom line is six months down the road, 12 months down the road, girls that have been faking it in the beginning, now all of a sudden, because they haven't been getting complete enjoyment, not that sex isn't enjoyable without having an orgasm, but whenever there isn't an orgasm and women have been faking it, six months down the road, it becomes a chore. And so they don't want to do it. And that is where everything starts falling out of control because guys feel like they are not pleased. They can feel that they're not pleasing the woman. So they start laying it on extra thick and being clingy. And then girls aren't attracted to that. Bottom line is if they wouldn't have been faking orgasms in the beginning, then we would achieve world peace. Okay. So what you're saying is basically, this is, okay. I fake the orgasm. The guy remembers how he made it happen. So he does the same damn shit now every time we do laundry together, right? Mm-hmm. He thinks I'm living my best life. Meanwhile, I'm thinking about like my grocery list and what bills I need to pay and hoping he gets off soon so I can go to sleep. Basically, right? That is exactly what I'm saying. And if women, would start being more selfish in the bedroom, please. That's all it would take. That's all, all right. it takes. Be confident in yourself. Own it. I like this. Be true. All right. I'm going to interrupt you for a second so that I can read this article that I found from the 1950s here real quick. Because I want to get your opinion on this. <clears throat> because it has a lot to do with how women are currently, I think, is, has a lot to do with what we used to be like in the 1950s. Okay, get ready, okay. everybody. <clears throat> I'm going to take a sip of my yeah, white claw. Yeah, me too. Also, there's no laws with white claws, okay? <laughs> okay. So this is an article that I saved um, that I found on, I don't know, from some stupid shit that somebody posted. Probably a misogynist man. So (laughs) we all know this. All right. So when retiring to the bedroom, prepare yourself for bed as promptly as possible. Whilst feminine hygiene is of the utmost importance, your tired husband does not want to cue for the bathroom as he would have to do for his train. But remember to look your best when going to bed. Try to achieve a look that is welcoming without being obvious. If you need to apply face cream or hair rollers, wait until he is asleep, as this can be shocking to a man. Last thing, and okay, first I will say I agree with this. Like if vomit. If you have, wait for for just a second, if you can imagine, I'm wearing a face mask and some hair rollers. That could be alarming. <laughs> that could be kind of scary. Like it wants to be real. Touche. All right, moving on. When it comes to the possibility of intimate relations with your husband, it is important to remember your marriage vows, and in particular, your commitment to obey him. If he feels that he needs to sleep immediately, then so be it, and all things be led by your husband's wishes. Do not pressure him in any way to stimulate intimacy. 
should your husband suggest Congress? Then agree humbly, all the while being mindful that a man's satisfaction is more important than a woman's. What the fuck? When he reaches his moment of fulfillment, a small moan from yourself is encouraging to him and quite sufficient to indicate any enjoyment that you may have had. Should your husband suggest any of the more unusual practices, what the fuck, be obedient and uncomplaining, but register any reluctance by remaining silent. (laughs) Hashtag me too. It is likely that your husband will then fall promptly asleep. So adjust your clothing, freshen up, and apply your nighttime face and hair care products. You may then set the alarm so that you can arise shortly before him in the morning. This will enable you to have his morning cup of coffee ready when he awakes. All right. First, okay. Before I before, can't. Before Mary vomits. Uh, John, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, John. What are your <laughs> thoughts on this? Wow. That is, uh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. That's, the, <laughs> that's a good answer. I, that's I one word for I, it. I, I, I don't agree with any of that. Okay. Honestly, thank God. At all. And I think, you know, I I wanted to interject a minute ago whenever you're talking about, you know, guys being natural pleasers. Mm -hmm. And I think that's actually wrong. Wow. I I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that guys are natural pleasers. Guys are selfish. I think everyone is selfish. All human creatures are selfish. That's fair. Okay, fair. But if a girl is telling you, well, see, there's you're not doing this good enough because guys don't listen. Because Ooh. and honestly, guys don't listen whenever the woman is not even talking. And that's the problem. If a woman has to tell you what she likes, then you're not listening to the body. And that's what it takes that's a fair point. in a sexual way. Because if you're not listening to the body, I, I, you shouldn't have to tell me, unless it's something odd that wouldn't be, I guess, deemed as natural. You know, if it's something like, hey, I like role playing. You know, think, things like that, that's a little bit different. Because I can't be like, your body language tells me you want to dress like a nurse. Like, I can't, you know. This I is true. That. This is true. But you have to listen to the body in a way with the way that she reacts, the way that right. this. And to do that, because, and, and that's the problem, is the guys don't listen to language and also don't listen to the body language as well. Okay, but spoiler alert. Go ahead. The girls are giving you the wrong messages because we're faking them. Maybe you are picking up that we're enjoying it because we are wanting you to think that we're enjoying it. Well, then that's your problem. No, that's what I'm saying that we have to stop faking it. Yours is in yours. I mean, yours is in the woman Mm -hmm. because if, if, because I, and honestly, if you want to be real about it, like with me and my endeavors on the side of this podcast, (laughs) um, I'm a very big, pleaser that's just the way that i am like that nothing gets me to my point than the absolute satisfaction of the partner right and that's just what it is and like honestly it i don't even need anything in order to be 100 percent satisfied right like that because the the other person being that way you get satisfaction from satisfying other people absolutely and i think fine and well i think that it should be more like that because if a man isn't willing to be that way then they're missing out on so much but what if what if the girl is making you think that she's satisfied but in reality she's just trying to please you in the first place 
then that's a talk you need to have. Mm-hmm. But that's, that, do you know that that no, but like that is the, Dr. Phil. but that happens. That well, happens ninety nine percent of the time. Though. Of course it does, and that's why you need to look at how many and say, girls Listen. have how many girls have had uh, have acted like they or you thought that they achieved the orgasm on your initial encounter. Initial encounter. Mm-hmm. It depends. I mean, there are things to look for that are telltale signs, not with just fake moans. I mean, a you soft have to. Moan. No, I will. A soft one. Hey, silent <laughs> moans are way better than loud ones hey, most of the time. Yeah, I agree with that. The quieter they are, that means it's actually probably feeling better. This is true. Not going to lie. Okay, <laughs> but, so. Hold on, but to answer that question, there are telltale signs. <laughs> this is the best because, yeah, guys, this is, this is what happens, there girls. Are, this is, ladies, signs. listen. This is what happens. Guys want to fix it. Guys want to please. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is what's happening here, but I like it. Okay. Do it. You know what? Well, I'm just saying that there, there are telltale signs to know. And every single time, absolutely not. But I make sure. See, I'm, I'm a little bit different creature. Like before the initial, I'm going to know everything you want and that everything that you like. Because without that information, then you're, I'm setting myself up for failure. Because if we're going to get to that moment, we're going to know that before that moment arises. It's not just like, okay, it's boom, boom time. Like that doesn't just happen out of nowhere. It doesn't. There has to be some kind of connection. Yeah, absolutely. You know, right. And especially if there's, if there's alcohol involved, I don't get involved. That's one thing I don't do. Like if there's ever a date, we're both drinking, we have more than a few drinks. If it ever gets to that point where it's like, hey, let's get physical. I'm like, nah, let's wait till next time when we're both sober. Respect. That's something I've always done because so, it's just, it's against my morals. It's against so we my should ethics. all find a so, John. I'm, what I'm going to say real quick is um, people who are listening, if y'all want to hear more of John's input on uh, all of this, please leave a comment on our podcast because I feel like we're onto something here, like dating disasters and, uh-huh. then, and then something for the fellas like men. Lessons from John. <laughs> More guys need to hear this for the love of Christ. Amen. Amen. Preach it to the Lord. And this is not just me over here trying to appease women because this is literally how I think. And I think if more men thought like this, everything would be better in relationships, in friendships, because too many people are so self, I guess, self-centered. Self-absorbed. Self-absorbed, self-centered, and only worrying about themselves. Like, oh, well, I'm amazing, so you're going to be pleased whether I, whether you like it or not. And that's such a wrong way to look at it you're because welcome. I want you to look at me <laughs> and tell me. Yeah, I know. Right? You're welcome. No, because I don't believe in that. I believe in doing anything I possibly can to make sure that you're 100% satisfied. And that's what I go for. Right. You know, whether it's emotionally, physically, both. You know, I mean, if you like something, I'm going to do what you like, but also while keeping my thoughts and feelings into it also, because it, if both parties are enjoying it, it's a more of a connected enjoyment rather than one-sided. Right. If it's one-sided, it doesn't work. Right. It may be a good orgasm, but it's like it could have been better. How if can it's I connected. improve? Just like in business, how can Absolutely. I improve? I got that. All right. So thank you, John. I appreciate your input on that. Anything for you guys. Thank you. Really, more okay, of that so, story is to stop making orgasms. Yeah, I like it. And, and meet a John. So let's let's and meet John. <laughs> John's not single, girls. Okay, so let's let's talk. Let's go back and talk a little bit more about the 1950s article because I feel like back in the day, we have these women. They're they're very dependent. They they're stay at home wives. Like they live for that house life. They want to take care of the kids, take care of the house. And nowadays. 
there's a lot more, and I'm not going to blame it on feminism. I think that, you know, we've come a long way. We've also not come a long way, but I think that there are a lot more strong, independent women like myself and you, and that's kind of changed the way of how we approach this subject. So let's talk about this a little bit more. Well, I think that, you know, that is the issue. Gender roles are completely just skewed right now. Men are staying at home. You've got more men that are staying at home. You've got more women that are going to work and are strong, powerful women in the workforce. And then you also have your traditional stay-at-home moms. And so I think that that the traditional gender roles have kind of just been blurred. But the reality is, is no matter what you're doing in your professional life, personally, it seems as if, I know with me, you, and and a lot of our friends and, and most women that I interact with on a daily basis, they still want to have those traditional feminine, masculine roles in the household or in a relationship. And so I think that if you're, if you're a strong, independent woman, I, I, like, I, I tend to understand the 1950s mentality. I can be, I can look at it and understand it. I think it's disgusting and I want to puke. It's fucking horrible. <laughs> fucking horrible. However. Emphasis on fucking horrible. <laughs> but at the same time, like, uh, you, you, if you, you want that, that strong man that ta- just calls you and says, hey, be ready at eight o'clock. We're going to dinner. Ooh. Oh, God. That is sexy. Yeah. A guy that picks a restaurant. Oh, my God. There is not a hotter preload laundry. And <laughs> that pre fabric. That is the pre softener. <laughs> okay, so I agree with this. I want a man that can handle my independence because I am. I am. I'm probably the most independent, dependent woman you've ever met. I'm very independent in business. I'm very successful in business. I have like this business persona. But when it comes to being in an intimate relationship, I, I want my man to dominate me. Like I kind of want my man to know how to put me in my place. Like, like you said, tell me like, and obviously this isn't going to be like an everyday thing, but first of all, can we please stop like fighting about where we're going to eat? Oh. You know what I don't want to eat. I would rather you tell me like, I'm going to pick you up at six o'clock. We're going to go to this restaurant and then we're going to go do this. And then I'm going to throw you down on the bed and we're about to get the nasty. Preach. Like that is the sexiest thing in the world to me. And I don't, okay. Like, let's be real here. What's my like least favorite food in the world? Probably Taco Bell. If a man and First of all, don't take me to Taco Bell, okay? This is just for story's sake. But if hypothetically you're like, I'm going to pick you up at 630, I'm going to take you to Taco Bell. You can get an extra, what are they? Extra <laughs> cheesy. You get that extra quesadilla, girl. Like, And then I'm going to take you home and we're going to do, I'm going to be like, yes, I will find something that I enjoy there just because I like the fact that a guy can actually be a man. And I feel like we're losing a lot of that as far as what I'm experiencing in the dating world, like the guys, they're soft. And I, I need somebody that can handle me like, and I'm not, I'm not the easiest person to handle, um, but I need a guy that's going to dominate me. And like, like I said, if I'm ever mad and <laughs> we like, talked about this before, if I'm ever upset, I say this, it might not be true, but if I'm upset with a guy and a guy's like, 
come here, girl. And she just comes up and throws me down. I'm not going to be mad anymore. Now, granted, there's probably situations where I still am be like, get off me. We need to talk about this. Yeah. But in my head, I would much rather a guy like just take that manly role and give me security in a relationship, but still allow me to be independent. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's something that's sexy about that. And I just, that's hard to find. Yeah. It, it, I, it, yeah. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's the unicorn. So basically, guys, <laughs> if you're listening still, this is like the guy roast. Uh, guys, just bless their hearts. Tell us where you want to eat for the love of God. Like, just pick the restaurant, okay? Um, and and then I won't fake orgasms. World peace. Right? And girls, yeah. If you stop faking orgasms in the beginning of a relationship, then we would achieve world peace. So going back, basically, no rules for when you do the laundry. There's no stepwise approach when it comes to dating in general. Um, you know, and I want to, there's, it reminded me of a situation. So there's really no written rules in general for, not just for like when you do the laundry, but just in general. Like I went on a date with this guy not too long ago. Uh, we'll call him, what should we call him? Uh, we'll call him Chris. And uh, we met for a drink because in his opinion, first dates, now have become so redundant and just repetitive that he won't even invest in dinner on first dates until he deemed like, until he's like, are you worth dinner? (laughs) Which I'm like, that's horrible. Fuck. But yeah, I mean, with intention, date with intention. Right. So we had a happy hour drink. Because, but that's actually kind of good. Wisdom. It's kind of good, but no. And I will say, I'll interrupt this to say that I'm glad that it was just a before dinner date because that day I double booked myself with two dates. I think I told oh, you. Oh, don't lie. That happens so frequently, so many times, and I completely forgot. And so, and I didn't want to tell him because I'm not trying to be a douche baguette. But I'm like, okay, so we're gonna have before dinner drinks. Then I'm gonna make an excuse as to why I have to leave so I can go on my next dinner date. And that's how you know you rank, boys. And if you make it, yeah. if you're if you're the dinner slot, you're winning. Moving up. So anyway, we're we're having a drink, and he ends the drink date. If I guess that's what we'll call it. It's not a dinner date. It's like happy hour date. With him asking when he should call me. And so I'm like, I don't know. Do you want to call me? If you want to call me, like you can call me on the way back to wherever you're driving to. Um, and that's what I said. I'm like, I think that if you have chemistry with me, then communicate whenever you fucking authentically feel like wanting to call me. Um, I don't think that's a rule. And his response was, well, I've been on other dates and I would, you know, call them and they wouldn't answer and then they wouldn't answer for two days and then all of a sudden they would call me and then whenever I questioned them they said well I don't call a guy for two days and I'm just sitting there thinking like I don't have time for that like that's a lot of keeping up to do like uh went on a date with Chris I gotta wait two days now I'm gonna go on a date with Mike I gotta wait two days I'm gonna get them mixed up first off so what are what are (laughs) what are your thoughts on how you should follow up after a good date well, I, I, you, you will text a boy, you'll reach out. And I am, I mean, I talk so much smack about that 1950s thing, but I'm old school in a lot of ways. So I would tell me more. <laughs> I want a guy that's going to take charge and be like, take on the initiative and reach out and be the pursuer. And there comes a point where 
then it doesn't matter anymore. But I want that. I don't, I would not reach out and it's not because I wasn't interested. I will immediately respond back and, and, uh, and show that I'm interested. I'll, I'll be engaging. I'm not going to play games. I'm not going to wait two days. But I think that if a guy wants to te- like after a date, if it's a good date, maybe don't do the laundry. I don't, just kidding. It's you a never joke. know. But Surprise. for me, no, I'm teasing. Okay. So. But no, I think that if a guy's, it, it, you should just go back to being confident and don't play by any rules. Be confident. Be authentic. Do what you think. Like, I just feel like we're dating in our 30s. Like it's this isn't high school. I don't mm-hmm. think that there's rules on when I mean, you should communicate with somebody. Most right? guys out there are treating mm. this like it's high school. This is true. Okay, so you know, I know this is our second episode, and you guys are going to get to know me a lot more. But um, I call online dating swipe and wipe <laughs> because and it's, this is real life. It's real life because it's become so routine for me. That I'm just like, you know, swiping. If I'm at a red light, I'm like, let's swipe through some things, which I know it's awful. I hate it. absolutely hate it. So what I want to know from you, Mary, is what makes you swipe left? Because for me, like I look at certain things and and I'll I'll tell you my things after you tell me yours, (laughs) because I feel like yours are going to be way better. (laughs) Show me yours. I'll show you mine. Um, But Tell me what what you look for specifically before you even swipe to show somebody that you're interested in engaging a conversation. Okay, let's be real. Whenever I was online dating, we all know, or maybe you don't know, but I'm a stage five psycho. Shocker. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am not going to swipe right. I'm not even going to swipe right unless I've done a full background. Line. And I know you're sitting there thinking, mm-hmm. oh, Mary, you only have my first name. Bitch, please. This All is true. I need is a pretend name and a picture. I'm like, I, I let challenge me. I dare you. No, no, literally like anytime I've ever needed somebody's full life story, I would send, I, Again, I, just a first name and a phone number to Mary. And then she would legit send me like a two-page long <laughs> text message on where they were born, what their favorite color is, <laughs> what mental health problems they have, what stocks they invested in, what their credit score is. If they own a Tesla. If they own a Tesla. Which is not a good thing. That's a no for us, apparently. <laughs> Another episode. So yeah, that's another episode. We'll get John's information. We'll get his input on that later. Um, so anyway, so basically for you, you look at what they look like first and then like their information and then do a background check or like what, what's happening here? Like, what are you, what are you actually looking at and looking for before you do the background check? So I believe in the, like, I've got a good read instantaneously. So I can look at someone for two seconds and see, oh, I'm interested or not. If there's even slightly a chance that I could be attracted to them, then I will do a soft stock, as I like to call. What the fuck is a soft stock? (laughs) A soft stock. (laughs) I'm just going to softly stalk you and see if, if we can talk some more. Yeah. Okay. Stock lightly stock, um, light stock is soft stock <laughs> is where I just find whatever is like surface level out there, what I can find just by like a Google search or finding them on social media, whatever. If I am actually interested in swapping, right, I am going to do a, I'm, I'm going to do a full on background and it's not, it's basically because I 
think that there are bad people out there and I want to make sure that I'm safe and not meeting anyone that like, I don't waste my time. So I'll put in the effort on the front end. However, prior to me doing that background check and soft stock, there's a couple of key things that I look at that would make me immediately swap left. Okay. Number one, you drive a Tesla. <laughs> Throwing some mad shade on John right now. John was talking about earlier before we started this show how he's like, oh, I'm going to get a Tesla. And I just, you know, the comments in Facebook where it's just the gif of the person eating popcorn. That was me. I was like, oh, shit, here we go. Mary's on her soapbox. Apparently Teslas are not. Not cool. Not cool. Or, okay, so I will take that one step further. I won't discriminate solely against Tesla. If a guy has pictures with a lot of Lamborghinis okay. or like crazy exotic cars, in very vibrant colors, left. Douche canoe. Next. Swimming down to the douche river. (laughs) (laughs) If they have a picture in cargo shorts, next. It's a no. Nope. If they have more than one shirtless selfie that, and or they have a shirtless selfie or uh, excuse me, if it's, if it's a selfie shirtless period, that's it done. If they, but if they have more than one shirtless picture, it just depends on how rock hard their abs are. I but, mean, if it's like Dwayne of rock, the, the rock. rock, that's who you go with the rock. <laughs> Don't judge me, Karen. Okay. Look, oh, the God. rock. That's okay. When I was married, you know how you have that one? <laughs> the rock? It really? Was the rock. Yeah. Really? The rock. <laughs> he could, he could the do the rock. We would do laundry all night, <laughs> multiple loads. No, work. no separating colors. <laughs> okay, back to the non psycho girls. Yes. Um, guys that um, have pictures only wearing hats. They bald or, but, but I love like, whoa, 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 back up. Cause I love a bald man. I love a confident bald man. They're <laughs> the rock. <laughs> oh my God. I can't. Oh God. That really, did I throw me. you off? Yeah, because you do. The man, rock you does. might have a thing for him because you're like, man, you know what? He is, he is kind of hot. I just think of him being like a kindergarten cop. I don't know. I, but well, I know that's not the movie. That's but, fine. Um, yeah. I can dig on a bald man, but if they constantly have pictures and sunglasses or hat, like I've, you're hiding something, bitch, and I'm going to find <laughs> I'm going to find it. Send it. Find it. Okay. And if um, you're taking a selfie in your car, uh, make sure you have a sunroof. Uh, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, like, I'm sorry. If you're going to take a, a, a selfie in a car, make sure it's a good car and you can tell it's a good car based off the leather quality in a sunroof. Oh. See, you look at the background of the photo. I just want somebody that's not like a douchebag. That's fair. Or or if it's a rental, like joke about it. Like it, it just there, you don't have to have a sunroof or leather seats, but don't take a selfie if you don't. Like we're not, we're not looking for the materialistic things. We're looking at the things Effort. that make you look douchey. Yes. Okay. So, so basically we're looking for confidence. It's not that we don't like bald men because you know, I do apparently. Um, but we just want somebody that comes off as confident, sexy, owns it, 
you know, all of that. So, yep. Yeah. Um, and no skinny ties. Yeah. No skinny ties. Nope. Nobody wears those anymore. Uh, so here's, here's the my guidelines. that should wear a tie as a lawyer. I like that. Yeah. Or like maybe a CPA. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't do CPAs. I'm not that refined in my dating to even meet the guys with ties. Mine are like, oh, I just got off work at Pizza Hut, girl. You want a you yeah. want a pizza on my way home? Yeah. I got extra cheese. Yes. <laughs> like, so that's that's my thing. So my guidelines after my short experience with online dating, um, what I've learned to pounce on what Mary has said. If all of your pictures are of you wearing a hat, I'm going to think that you're bald. And I'm not mad at bald, but I'm going to think that you're not confident with your balding. And just real quick interjection. If you are going bald, don't keep the side of the hair. Like, just (laughs) shave it off and own it. Like, what are you even trying to do right now? What look are you going for? Snap, snap. Just, I know that goes against the confidence things. You might be a guy that is very confident in your side hair. Um, but it's not, <laughs> it's not cute. Hold on. I got to open my white claw <laughs> on that. Um, I just tried to take a drink and you said that. I'm pretty <laughs> sure it came up my nose. It burns a little bit. <laughs> this is how you know you're getting all, I'm going to get some indigestion tonight from all these white claws. Okay. So, so basically you are so old. <laughs> I am so old. I'm actually the youngest one in here. I just want to brag about that because I don't get to brag about it very often. Um, so there's that. And then if you can't see his hands, this is according oh, this to, is this actually is a good one. Mary, yeah. This is a good one. If you can't see his hands in any of the photos, we are going to assume that you are married. Or you have a very small shoe size. It puts the lotion on the hands. <laughs> it's just creepy, right? Yeah. Um, so and also just in general, like I've noticed from the guys that I've looked at on online dating profiles, I've noticed a lot of you guys like to go fishing. <laughs> There's a lot of fish on your pictures. A lot of you like to go to the gym or you look like you don't go to the gym, but you took your one and only selfie of the year at the gym. And you're like gym life, bod life, fit bod, summer bod 2020. Um, so basically what I've gathered is guys really suck at taking pictures, which is okay. Like I don't, I don't want a guy that is so awesome at taking selfies that they're better at I am than I am. I like the funny English. ones. Um, the funny pictures. The funny. funny pictures are good. And on that note, the guys that do take a lot of selfies, like, have you noticed there's a lot of guys that are over filtering their face? Oh nowadays? my gosh. Yeah. Yes. Right. I if, no. if I can't see your nose in your selfie because you blurred out your face so much. You might be a girl. You might, <laughs> you might have a vagina. <laughs> so, I mean. <laughs> she went there. We did. But I also Just might. Just send it. Or you're gay. Right? Send it. Um, so anyways, I just, I just don't have time. Like, I don't have time for, like, trying to figure out who I'm going to swipe on. But those are the things that I'm going to look for, basically. Right? Yep. I get that. So I think I think it can be super successful. Uh, I think Mary, we were talking about doing this episode. She told me of a time when online dating was super successful, and I think it was with Mr. Ace. Oh, Ace. So, I mean, like, I've had some really good experiences, but it's probably because I called them so much and do professional background checks prior to ever meeting them. So That's I so kind of know what to get, and, but it 
does get awkward whenever you know about your date and you are <laughs> like, you know, more I went, about them I went than through they do. 10 pages of your Facebook profile and I know that you're dead. Your aunt died and you went to her, your great aunt's funeral. You're like, how was the Baton funeral Rouge? this last weekend? And they're like, what the fuck? <laughs> but then you accidentally like, so yeah. Oh, yeah. you didn't tell me that. Um, no, I know I had, um, I had a really good, like one of my like best people to this day was a Bumble date. I had just been dumped. Mm-mm. <sighs> yeah. Mm-mm. Narcissist jerk. But, um, I had been like been in a a long-term relationship and had been dumped and I got on the Bumble. And one of the first guys that I matched with asked if I had ever considered going to Burning Man. And I said, ironically, I was just uh, looking at tickets with a couple of weeks ago. Mind you, it was with, with the ex, but I was sold on going to Burning Man. Right. So I said, yeah, like crazy enough. Yes. And he said, well, wouldn't it be crazy if that was our first date? And I was like, I'm game. I was in. I'd be in. Because I like, I like the crazy. I like the wild, the over the top, right? So yes. we we actually agreed to go on one date, like prior to going on a trip with a stranger. So we met. It was restaurant week. And oh, shout, out, shout out to Adam at Grace because he got us in with a table, a badass table. And uh, last minute, he was my savior. But I took all my first dates there. It's really funny. I do that too. It's my I have a place. first date place as well. Yeah. And it's gotten to the point where, like, I know the manager of the restaurant. Yeah, same. He seats me at the same table, and we have eye contact. And I'm like, hey. Oh, and it's you. I feel like a badass because he would slide. They would slide my wine without me ordering it, so I get to like posture a little no. bit. And then. They also be like, uh-uh. Yeah, we have Meh. hand signals. They're like, mm, thumbs up. Or they're like, girl, what are you doing? Like, mm-mm. Exactly. <laughs> so I digress. So we're on this date. It was going amazing. It was, we were, it was, it was amazing. So what do we do? We book a trip to Burning Man sitting there at the table. He books flights. We book, uh, he, he was actually a pilot. So he was going, we were flying into Reno and then we were going to take a little private plane down to Burning Man. It was going to be great. I had it booked. We had reserved our spot in an RV with one of his best friends from high school, a girl that he grew up with. And uh, long story short, uh, it's all booked. And he's talking about how he came to want to go to Burning Man. This girl, his friend from high school, was like, it's an experience that you cannot ever explain. Like, it's over the top. It'll it'll change your life. And I just some of the clues that you're, the things he was saying, I was like, what, where, where did, what, what was her name? And where, where was she from? And he says oh, her God. name and he's like from, she lives in Las Vegas, but she actually lives, she grew up in, uh, in Dallas, lived in California for a while. No shit. Right. Oh, God. 60,000 people, 60, 70,000 people go to Burning Man. We had fucking booked a trip to Burning Man for a week oh my God. in an RV with my ex-boyfriend. Terrible. Sounds horrible. Gets better. Obviously, she had emailed him and said, hey, look, this girl actually was going to be coming to, to Burning Man uh, with another guy. So I think it might be a little awkward. It, obviously, we knew that we couldn't go to Burning Man. 
And so he's like, oh, how about we go for a long weekend in Vegas? And it was, I've been to Vegas a lot. And that was the most magical. We shot machine gun. We did all this really cool stuff. So long story short here is there are really good guys on dating sites too. It's just a numbers game. You got to play the odds. I like it. I like it. Mr. Ace. All right. So I think that it is time that we read some of the stories that you guys sent us of your dating disasters. I'm going to save mine for another episode because mine could be long enough for an entire episode. Um, (laughs) We just don't have time for that today. So, all right. So I'm going to read the following dating stories that you guys sent me uh, whenever I asked you to do so. And they are hilarious. And we'll do just a quick uh, follow or... um, I don't know, just follow through comment, whatever word that I can't even English right now. So first story, and these are all anonymous. I'm going to respect that because you'll know why. And I haven't heard these, so I'm really excited to hear these. It's good shit. Okay. So first one, I met a guy on Yahoo chat, Yahoo chat, Yahoo chat. Yes. So this was in 1985. John, do you know Yahoo chat? Yeah, back when I was like 11, it was like AOL, right? <laughs> can, can you, well, we need, I never we need heard of sound it. of the AOL internet. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I can't even think of it. I can hear it in my head. I just head. remember the dial tone. The remember dial the, tone. <laughs> you're like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> yes, and you're like, somebody would call at the same time and it's like. Mm. You're like, no. <laughs> and you're like, hey girl, what's your ASL? <laughs> Y'all remember that? <laughs> Screen name. <laughs> what's your age sex and what was the L? Oh, uh, age sex and. Uh, no. Yeah, was it ASL? Age, sex. No, it was age, sex. Location. Location. That's That's it. That's right. I Mm -hmm. remember that. All right. So I met a guy on Yahoo chat and talked for a while. I fell in love with him within two weeks because that's what I do. Girl, same. But as the convo grew more sexual, he told me he called his manhood a prairie dog. What? Uh, He was a big dude. (laughs) (laughs) Next. Thank you. Next. Sorry. He was a a big dude. And let's just say that I discovered what a micro penis was. No. It's a prairie dog. It's the cutest I've ever seen. I don't even know what a prairie dog is. I had a prairie. A boy, ex-boyfriend bought me a prairie dog one time and they're actually mean. Ooh. I don't want that. Kind of like, I can't. The only response I have to this is next. So the only thing that I'm going to respond with with this, because I'm not super, super shallow, but I will say that. It's not even about, the, Let me it's not about the size of the penis. Hold on. It's John, a button. John's showing you that. It's a button. <gasps> it's so oh, cute. No, that's not cute. It is cute. You have to put what? baby powder on that to find it. <sighs> right. Isn't that what this. Okay. So what I would say is. Um. I just feel like the size kind of matters a little bit, but I think that no, I, I how might, you use like it I, matters a little bit more. I'm not even concerned with that. Like, I'm not even concerned with his actual penis. I cannot deal with the fact that he calls, he named his, number one, if you name your penis, <laughs> the only, no, I name, if I name your penis, Mr. Perfect, then you're Mr. Perfect. If you name your penis and you name it Prairie Dog, can we just say, don't name your penis? You remember it's just all those boys me. that uh, you will come Get at me? Get ready for the prairie dog. <laughs> Insert He's red about flag. to raw dog you. <laughs> I just can't. Okay. Red okay. flag. Red flag, yes. All right, so next Collect one. Collect that shit into a bouquet. <laughs> next. And next. 
my husband was okay. This one's a good one. My husband was on Match.com before we were married, and went on a date with this girl. The girl didn't talk to him most of the time. Instead, she was constantly texting. She proceeded to order one drink, down it, then another drink, downed it, then an- I feel like he went on a date with me. <laughs> The server then asked if they wanted any dessert. She looked at my husband and said, you got this, right? Like he's going to buy it. Yeah. Like, are you going to pay for it? So he said, of course, I invited you out. He then excused himself to the restroom and left her cheap ass there (laughs) with the bill. Oh, and as he left, he ordered food to go and put it on the check. I mean, okay. So first off, I think that she should have put her phone down, which I'm guilty of this too. And I'm also guilty of drinking too much. I'm trying to do like a two drink rule during dates. Sometimes that fails. Depends on how bad the date's going. I like when you pick up your phone because I get really great text messages. I know. I'm like, abort, abort. Um, But I, I mean, the moment that he left her with the bill and then put more food on it, I'm like, mm, I love it. I love you're it. You're here for oh it. Oh my God. I you're can't. Here I'm for so, it. like, that's what the little bitch deserves. She Don't should be not, shallow. Yeah. She should not have said, you got this, right? Like, at least offer to pay when the bill comes. Absolutely. I would be, it's a test. It's a test. If you pay for it, we're probably not going to go, or if I pay for it, we're probably not going to go back Never. out again. Never. But I'm or not going to split the bill. What do you think about splitting the bill? You know, I think split the bill at some point is okay. But the first date. But also I think it's super sexy if a guy's like, I'm never going to let you pay. Like, that's just my job. I'm like, okay. Okay. <laughs> Tell I me will more spend than- my money on sounds lots like, of nurse outfits. Sounds like we're going to get some laundry detergent tonight so we can <laughs> do some laundry. All right. Next one. I go on a date where the guy had to be dropped off by his sister, quote unquote, because she was borrowing his SUV to pick up furniture. My friend was the bartender, found him online. <laughs> Shocker. And it was definitely his wife and not his sister who definitely didn't realize he was being chauffeured to a date. Well, I was not the friend. I will clarify this because that sounds like something I would do. Well, yeah, no, you. I'd I be like, cannot. Can you look? I cannot. No. I can't. I mean, seriously, your wife dropped you off on a date. This wife, is why bitches are crazy. This is why we're crazy. Your wife, you, mm-hmm. your wife dropped you off for a date. Mm-hmm. All right. I can't. Next, I had a grown man. I kind of, I appreciate this girl. I wouldn't wear sparkly Uggs to a date, but that's that's just a little They're pre. They're so comfortable. They're so comfy. So I had a grown man tell me I was too Nordstrom for him <laughs> due to my sequin Uggs. He was not the man for me and couldn't handle my extra. And oh my God, I'm so glad because my hubs handles all my extra and compliments me on it. I Go love girl. this. You get love it. it. Extra love AF. It. That's the fine. Extra as right. fuck. I bet she didn't fake any orgasms at the beginning of her relationship. All right. I just want to prepare everybody for this next story because it's hilarious. And while I was uh, writing these down, I was cry laughing at this one. My most awful date ever. Normal movie. Then head back to his place. A lot of alcohol was had. As we had. <laughs> Sounds like a, I'm trying to be how dramatic. Many, how many? <laughs> I'm trying to be dramatic. A normal Tuesday night. Don't don't mess up my uh, acting speech right here. I'm trying to be dramatic. Okay. As we head upstairs, my stomach 
started to act up. <laughs> Not in the throw up way. <laughs> uh, I gotta get through this. I gotta get through. I gotta get. Through. I gotta get. Through. Okay. I go to the bathroom downstairs to relieve myself. <laughs> Felt better immediately. Went to flush. Oh, no. No. And it clogged. <laughs> I'm dead. Okay. <clears throat> there was no <laughs> time out. I need to get a drink. Hold on. <laughs> Please enjoy this moment of silence while I take a drink real oh quick. Oh, my God. I can't, br- I can't breathe. I'm <laughs> laughing. So- I'm trying to not snort laugh in this moment. Like, I'm really, really, really trying to. It's not. difficult. Okay. All right. So... <laughs> Just to recap, her stomach was upset, not in the throw-up way. Went to the bathroom to relieve herself, and when she flushed, it clogged. (laughs) There was no plunger, no trash bags, and no help button. In my drunken state, I tried to take it out with my... No! With my hands. No. No. (laughs) With my hands and quickly realized that there was nowhere for me to put it. (laughs) I dropped it (laughs) back in the toilet. (laughs) I can't. I I, like I can't. (laughs) I dropped it back in the toilet, washed my hands, my arms, my face and everything (laughs) else I could think of. And then I, I ran out of his house. Walk two doors down, call my best friend and come pick me up. <laughs> first ran. of all, first of all, you could do that. I would come pick you. I would I would be there so fast. I mean, kudos to trying to use your hands to be creative. But why then, didn't she just lift the top off and put it in the upstairs part of the she toilet? She had tequila. She had tequila. No. Tequila will tequit you. you I'm can't. way too creative. That would be that would be my I, like I just I can't. I that died. that is Mortify. I would. I would have done the exact same thing. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Okay. Bless so, yo heart. <laughs> the last. The last dating disaster that we will end on, and then I promise I'll let you guys be more productive with your day. Last story. I once. This is a guy too. So, John, you got to give your perspective, even if it takes two seconds. Okay. All right. I once went on a date with a girl I met through Bumble. She was nice. She was pretty. We talked about everything under the sun. She invited me to her place and I accepted. She said, I apologize in advance for the mess. Oh, no big deal, I said. I get a little sloppy myself. Meanwhile, I imagined a small pile of clothes in the corner, a couple dishes in the sink, whatever. We get to her apartment and there's a path from her door to the mattress on her living room floor. And when I say path, I mean the only walking space she had available was from that door to her mattress on the floor in the living room. No counter space, covered in literal stacks of garbage, easily a foot high. No sink, filled with garbage. No stovetop, covered with garbage. The room where one's bedroom would traditionally be was just a big pile of clothes. Either clean or dirty. She didn't really seem to care. We made out a little bit, and I pretended I was drunker than what I was and said, we should probably just go to sleep. I lie awake for an hour, pretending to be asleep. 
and Mm -hmm. wait for her to pass out. Mm-hmm. waited a little longer and told her I needed to leave because I couldn't sleep or I couldn't not sleep in my own, own bed, told her good night, left and showered right when I got home. It was the most disgusting environment I've ever been in. I mean, but really, was this one of my ex-boyfriends? Would you do the deed? I'm, too, I'm just kidding. There's no way. No. Because if her that face is, is that awful. bad, that means probably her body is that bad. Ew, ew, ew. That's real talk. OCD. Oh, that is real talk. I'm not okay with it. Sorry. That is I'm awful. Not okay. Nope. Why would she invite? Like, I can't. I like, don't know. Why? Why would she invite invite him back to her house? Exactly. Like, we're gonna be going some. We're gonna go to a hotel. If my Ex- that is my exact thought. Like, bitch. <laughs> Bitch. Like, instead of, what's the, the wash your face? Uh, girl, wash your uh, face. Girl, wash, girl, girl clean, clean your, your house. house. Uh, clean that place up. All right, guys. Well, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to me and Mary today talk about all the dating disasters that we've been through and that you guys have been through. We're definitely going to do more dating disasters in the future. Please take the time to leave a review on this podcast share it with your friends tell everybody about it stay tuned we're gonna be talking about more shit shows in the future you guys have a great night and i will see you next time say bye mary bye Bye.